Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Jokic behind his back. What a taste like Jokic. your sitter. Wow. As long as there are fans on this one, that's all I care about. So the Warrior fans come here, the Celtic fans come here, the Lakers fans come here. I take that L on the way out. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Podcast. It is Zach Nikosh, and joined this week now in his triumphant return by Mr. Gordon Gross. We are with DenverStiffs.com. Gordon, how are you, sir? Doing good. Doing good. Just uh, waiting for this bubble action to actually, you know, start being game action. I'm really ready for that. Yeah, it's uh, there's only so many, you know, um, social media pictures and whatnot you can watch these guys playing basketball in a conference room before you're like, all right, let's yeah. let's get this going. Yeah, yeah. Ball ball in the ballroom was amazing, but like <laughs> let's let's get on in real games. Ball ball in the ballroom. That sounds like a uh It's a clue reference, man. Dance. Yeah. Yeah, there there you go. With the basketball. I like it. That's how he's going to kill the Portland Trailblazers. To be fair, they're gonna have a nice summer, so it's all fine. There you go. Hey, I'm. Uh, you know, Nurkic is going to be back. He's uh, he's going to play in this whole this whole bubble thing. So we will get to see a little Nurkic v Jokic action there. That won't happen though for a couple more weeks. We'll certainly break that down when that comes along. Uh, Nuggets right now still in training camp, quote unquote. I don't even know what to call this. I guess it's some sort of training camp. It's yeah. It, it's it's bubble camp. They're in bubble camp. I like that bubble camp. They're uh, down there with about half their team um, practicing. Of course, Nicole Jokic did make it. He's been uh, he's been seen now in practice working out with the team, so we know he's back. Uh, and then we got some reports this week, just even today. We're recording this on Sunday night um, of a couple more guys that appear that there will be back, uh, could be back right now as we speak in Orlando as well. So we want to talk about that. And of course we're gonna talk about bowl bowl in the ballroom. That's I mean what else we gotta get content here. There's not there's only so much where the bubble can give us. Right. So we'll definitely we'll definitely have to break down some of that. And we'll talk a little bit about just kind of some of the other players who maybe could be using this opportunity. Uh, and then for the second half of our show, true to the format of the Pickaxe podcast, we will be looking forward. We've got some games uh, coming up this week. I think Wednesday it is the Nuggets will open up exhibition play with the Washington Wizards we heard that uh, those games are not going to necessarily be full 48 minute long contests which I don't really understand I guess uh, yeah they're scrimmages but they're not that? scrimmaging full length I don't get that we'll get into that when we talk I'm not sure <laughs> I understand the rationale of that really all right well, we'll definitely yeah so we'll talk about that um you know and then I don't know maybe we'll break down the Wizards or something um but that'll be the show so uh without further ado Let's get on to the topic. So we heard today, I think it was in um, 
I, I know is, is Kendra Andrews with uh, The Athletic reported that sources say Gary Harris and Tory Craig is supposed to be arriving in the bubble tonight. Uh, they, of course, will have to undergo a 48-hour quarantine period, as is the policy of anybody going into the Disney World bubble. If they're all clear coming out of that, then they can join the team. So you would think the earliest they could join the team would be Wednesday. You would think. Um, when they play the Washington Wizards, so I would doubt they would actually play in that game. That would seem um, somewhat reckless. Gordon, I mean, what's your general feel, I guess? Are you feeling better, more confident now that we're hearing at least, you know, obviously Michael Porter Jr., there there was uh, there was some talk from his agent that he was going to be in the bubble any day, and that was like, you know, a week ago. Well, yeah, we've heard, heard nothing anything. since then. <laughs> so, so I would feel better uh, if the Nuggets would just tell me where their guys are and when we can expect them, but... You know, I know right. a lot of teams aren't doing that, and and they don't necessarily want anyone to know. It, I, it feels like the way the NHL used to describe, probably still describes injuries, where it, it's right. like lower lower extremity. Okay, thanks for that. Is that a knee? Is that a foot? Did you get punched in the leg? Like, what's happening? And they're like, eh. Right. They're just like, he's just not here. He's don't not worry here. about it. Don't worry about why. Right, and that's and, you know, I mean, the Nuggets have been like that for years with all of their um, injury reporting. We right. we rarely get updates. They'll tell us, right. you know, uh, it he he got an ankle, and you know, it it'll be a while. Okay, thanks. Right, for that very clear update on what's happening with your players. So it, it's nothing some... new. It's just still frustrating when you're you know you're hoping that the Nuggets are going to be able to get their full team and do at least start practicing together soon and. You know, I mean, right now, if if you're running ball ball at point guard, then then I I don't. Uh, it's it's just annoying to me to to have to wonder how long that sort of thing is going to continue. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm sure. Well, I mean, obviously, we're being a little bit facetious there, but uh, they're 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 certainly lacking on wings. So and and then not on bigs, especially with Jokic in there now. So I bet you that Bull Bull is not playing too much center for them. Um, he's probably playing a lot. No, forward. he's got to be playing and, a wing. Yeah, he's 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 playing wing, and that's good. Like I I have no problem with letting the guy shoot, even though he's seven two. Like right. Yeah, put him out there on the three point one. Let him ball out. That's, I'm good with that. But it's I mean I just want them to use their their actual rotation they expect to use. And we all know that Bull Bull is not going to be in the rotation right. in the playoffs, you know, unless some drastic things happen. Right. I mean, I think about like on offense, the Nuggets, whether it's Toy Craig or honestly Michael Porter Jr. quite often, uh, we saw this during the season. That there was that guy that just kind of stood over in the corner and when he got uh, when he got the ball, you know, he was supposed to shoot it, and I'm sure that's what they're doing with Bull Bull. Like he's just that playing that role yeah, yeah, right the, now. That's the Tory Craig, Michael Porter Jr. role. He's he's in the, on the th- corner of three point right. line shooting the ball. Right, and those two guys aren't there, so he perfect. He sits there, but you know, I mean, there are other things that are going on right now that we can probably uh, surmise. Like uh, Will Barton is probably playing a lot of point guard. Um, yep. Right now in these, because Jamal Murray is the only point guard right there in in Orlando for the Nuggets right, right now. So that and, and I have no problem with that, that either. Sounds... Like, go ahead, man, play play point guard. Go for good for you. Rip, right, you're not going to be wanting to play a ton of Will Barton at the point in in the playoffs, right? That's not. Um, well, it depends on how well Monte Morris yeah, can shoot. Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> it depends if Monte Morris hits a three. This yeah, time if Monte Morris can't shoot threes, then yeah, Will Barton's going to play a lot of point. Like that's. That's where the Nuggets are at right now is they've got to have contributors. So I would like them to have more guys down there so they have more options. But if the guys that are, are there and prepped are, are getting the run, then those are the guys who are going to get the early minutes and the longer rotation looks, honestly. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you would expect 
Uh, I would expect a heavy. I mean, it's really going to be, I would imagine, Murray, Barton, Jokic, right? That's going to yep. be like yep, yep. the the core of this. The, that's the offensive three, attack right will. there, man, right now. Right, yep. Exactly, and that's and those are the guys who are going to be the most in tune um, playing with each other because they're they've got the most time to warm up. I mean, Jokic was obviously a little bit late getting there, but he got there in time, or he's there now. He's been able to play, you know, at least for a he's going to be able to play for a week or, or in camp for a week, whatever you want to call it, bubble camp, um, before he plays in an exhibition game. And then he's going to probably play in all three of these exhibition games. Like he'll probably be pretty much up to speed, um, at least as much as anybody else is going to sure, be yeah. going into this thing. Whereas guys like Gary Harris, Tory Craig, like you said, they might they might miss this first exhibition game, um, and you're, you're t- probably not practicing the day that you are doing these exhibition games. And so guys like Michael Porter Jr. and Monty Morris, like they're it, not it even there yet. Yeah. Right, it becomes a question of will they be there in time for the start of this thing? Yep. You know, and like, and and then how do you how do you integrate them? I mean, you you probably don't. That much is probably the answer, right? Because like you can play Will Barton more at the point guard. You didn't play Michael Porter Jr. a ton to begin with. Everybody wants, you know, obviously coach to add that wrinkle, and it could be a uh, a, a weapon that they could use and, and give them an edge in a playoff series or something. But honestly, like those two guys, it's not hard to cut them out of what the Nuggets were already doing. They were they were like you know if you're if you're looking at playing time, Michael Porter Jr. was fighting for what the ninth rotation spot. Right, with like Tory Gray. Yeah, so you know, uh, yeah, it's still going to be between those guys because Tory's only going to get a couple more days than Michael Porter Jr. You would right. think, but both of those guys are now on the outside looking in at playing time. Right, and even with Monty Morris, it's like the same yep. thing. If he doesn't get in at time, well, okay, so Will's going to play more point, like I said, and so then yeah, maybe Tory, who gets in now, um, will have will get some more opportunity, kind of filling in at the small forward because Michael Porter Jr. and Monty Morris are both gone, so you need him there, but like. That the Nuggets were I th- were in trouble um, when they were missing f- the, all four of those guys, right? Gary Harris, Troy Craig, Morris, and MPJ, because that's you're like well, I mean not Morris, but the other three that's your entire wings, like other than Will Barton, you you had nothing. Like we joked, but you have Bull Bull out there maybe playing small forward in in practice. Now that you get Tory Craig and Gary Harris back, yes, they're behind the curve, and you're going to have to try and get them caught up, um, but. You can you can put together a rotation now that is going to be competitive and has a chance to win, right? And when you like, you, can, you get your guys in normal positions, rather right. than well, we're going to have some fun experimenting, which is what they've been messing around with, you know, with using their their fours and fives as threes or twos. You know, they can now everybody settles into your normal routine. I've got guards, I've got wings, I've got you know um, bigs, and I can I can make this work. I can. You know, settle down, um, game plan, you know, and do my rotations without being like, well, the guy that was in there is 6'2", and now the guy that's in there at the same position is 7'2", and uh, <laughs> probably doesn't play this the same. This work. Right, yeah, and he's not quite as fleet of foot, um, which would <laughs> which would, which would would be the problem uh, if yeah. they had actually put Bull Bull out on the wings. Well, especially I mean, if you're trying to run defense. On, like, if you're just like, yeah, I, I want to work on my defense offense, coverages, you, you can't do that without, you know, guys who are in their natural positions. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully I, I think they're at a point now, at least where, where, like you said, they they can put together like a rotation. They've got all the pieces. Their depth is still uh, very, very short and, and they certainly couldn't overcome any any sort of injuries. That would be that would be a big hit. But um, at least for the moment, I think you, you've got a, a team you can look at. But I mean, looking at that depth 
I mean, let's just talk about it. Is it, do you see, like, is there a place for Bull Bull to get minutes, even in these exhibition games? In the exhibition games, well, it depends on how long they are, man. Like, right. you know, back when I was like, it's going to be, you know, a 48-minute game, I was figuring that certainly there would be time for Bull Bull to get minutes because we don't have a full complement of players. There's not, you know, 16 dudes down there. Um, and so you would assume that in order to keep the early minutes low, because you don't want guys pulling hamstrings, pulling 40 minutes in an exhibition game, that you would right. have plenty of run for Bull Bull. And I still think he's going to get some. Yeah, because it's still going to be a forty-minute game. They're only knocking off two minutes. Yeah, off yeah, quarters, they're running. So. They're running college-level games. It's 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 right. you know, four tens or international, I guess. You know, yeah, four tens, yeah, four tens instead of you know four twelves. But <clears throat> so he won't get as much run. But yes, I still expect him to get some because they just don't have enough guys, you know, to to run a shortened um, a rotation with them being just coming back into into basketball sheep because you can work out all, all off season but you're not in in nba professional basketball shape right you know out of the gate that is that is not a thing right it's hard to it's very hard to simulate the impact um well you still go full out like you're, you're not out there like sprinting and when you're practicing right. like you're you're going 70 percent, 80 percent, you know but when you're going 100 right. then you take some minutes to warm up to that yeah, exactly. That's just saying, like it's, it's the impact on your joints and on your body of of everybody going at a hundred percent and colliding with each other, and your your landing and on your knees, like all it all, um, it, it takes a bit for yeah to to get back up to that. You don't just you don't just switch it's, it on, which is why they're why they're you know shortening the games, right? Exactly. They don't want they don't need guys running out there, and I and I think I get that to a certain point. I mean, I don't know, I don't know that two minutes a quarter is really going to make that much of a difference, but um. I'm fine with it. Like you're, you're, you're not right. trying to get out there and <clears throat> give anybody their money's worth. You know, this is exhibition stuff. You know, nobody's paying um, season ticket prices for these. Right. So you're just out there trying to get guys real game time. You're just running game scrimmages. Right. You're trying to build them up to that game shape so that when exactly. when you do play um, actual full out games, that count that these guys aren't aren't getting hurt. Um, unnecessarily or any more like taking any more risk in the yard because I think everybody recognizes that this is this is a pretty quick ramp up from what actually ends up being a longer layoff than a normal offseason yeah it's so. been a whole offseason man like and plus some I yeah. mean well, you know not for everybody like any teams that go out <clears throat> um, in April you know they don't come back until September so that's five months but right. you know for teams that are non-playoff teams that would be fine. But for playoff, any playoff teams, like this is shorter than they would normally or, you know, a longer layoff than they would get normally. Right. And a lot when you think about it, a lot of the uh, um, guys, the younger guys are, you know, they're, they're still playing in the summer. They go and play summer league. Yeah. Um, and stuff. So there's it's it's certainly kind of an un, uncharted territory, I guess, in terms of um, getting this startup, because when you think about what they, they came to the bubble last, what it's been like, maybe they've been there for like a week and a half. Is when teams first right. reported, and now uh, they've got about another half a week before they start games. So it's really they had like two weeks um, to get going, and then they've got one more week, and then and now we're playing real games. Like that's that's about half the time they normally get. Right, normally you report for media day on the beginning at the beginning of September, and you have that first regular season game about mid October. So you've got about six weeks. Now they're they're going to do it in half the time on a layoff that was actually a little bit longer. It's it's going to be, um, 
it's something I think everybody's watching for, right? How is how are the players' bodies going to hold up to this? And, and nobody really knows. It's it, and, and that's why they're doing doing stuff like like shortening these scrimmages. Well, and, and honestly, you, because you don't know when you're going to start next season, they still haven't figured that out. Yep. Like you do, you want to put as few miles on guys as you have to if you're going to turn them back around and start them in November yeah. for some ridiculousness coming back into camp. You know, like if, if for all we know, we're starting the season in November. Like we don't know what their plan is, how they how they intend to go through the season. So if they they haven't announced anything, we haven't heard anything. You know, there are some rumors about what they'd like to do, but you know, you're you're trying not to put miles on guys until, um, you know, what is it, mid September? They think they're gonna wrap this up. Like if we go seven games. Right, yeah, somewhere in there, I think it is. Because it's, yeah, we're starting in July. You're basically playoffs are starting right around what end of uh, end of or right about mid of August, right? Um, and then yeah, so you'd be probably end of September. Yeah, right, is when like, yeah, you, I don't, yeah. I don't see any way they can get it I done in forty five days. Really, like, yeah, so, I think that I think the game seven of the finals could potentially be in October. Actually, yeah. like like October first or something like that. And so because of that, you know, if if even if you don't start play again until sometime in December when you when you open the season. Like you know, we as fans keep talking about Christmas, but the the, the NBA hasn't hasn't said. NBA is trying to pull it forward. They want yeah, they want to move it earlier into early December or even late November. Um, so you're talking about having a month off before you start training camp and a whole other season again. Yeah, and and a season that maybe compressed, you know, like we saw. Right. Uh, what was it back in 2011 or whatever, 2012 maybe? I think it was. Yeah, well, you know, you know if, yeah, when you weigh the strike, they, they played back yeah. to back to back. You know, well, and they're not. The, the, they the, they're not going to agree to that again. I, I can't imagine. Oh no, yeah. That the players' union would would sign off on that uh, again. For they had so many back to backs and so many fours and fives, and right. You know that was so tough on the players that I I, I can't imagine that they would that. they would agree to do that again. Uh, especially yeah, if they, they finally got like the, the schedule to be reasonable, like, you know, travel-wise right. for back-to-backs and for the long coastal trips and stuff. You know, right. like, they're trying not to hit them with that many of those. Um, so I, I can't imagine they're going to revert to that. But depending on how late they have to start or how many stops they have from another COVID outbreak, you know, we they could be playing a lot of games. They could be playing with weird spacing. They could be playing. So you're just trying to keep the the minutes you don't need players to have down, which is why I'm not really sure why they brought everyone in for this 22 team bubble. But again, right. money. I'm guessing it. There's there's money. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, we know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's all about the Benjamins, man. There was there's no reason to be doing any of this other than the money, um, despite what some people might tell you. Um, which yeah, is funny so, I mean, because I guess... I've seen the I've seen like seasons cut out and they don't have finals, you know, for strikes. You know, right. I watched a baseball season where they they were like, "What? Oh well, no World Series for you." You know, like, yeah, we lost an entire NHL season. Yeah, yeah, an entire season just, just down play. the drain. Like, yeah. you know, it, so for disputes of cash, they definitely are have fine with canceling um the entire playoffs and the championship. So. It's funny to me that that people are like, well, no, they must have a champion. We we cannot possibly stop. You could stop. Right. They've stopped before. We could. Yeah. yeah, we could. But that's not what they've decided to do. Nope. So. so here we are, and we're just trying so to figure out the logistics. So I have no problem right. with them trying to keep minutes we're off just, of players. I was like, we're just trying to figure out if Bull Bull's going to get some minutes. I just want to see Bull Bull on a court. <laughs> Without costing I, him his um, rookie status, by the way. Because if, if you want him to go for rookie of the year next year, then obviously – 
We know how much the Nuggets care about that because they definitely pushed Michael Porter Jr.'s rookie campaign to make sure that he got as many minutes as possible. Yeah, who's oh, it was Tyler Lydon was the one that they uh, they hosed because they played him seven minutes. I thought it you know. was uh, Monte. <laughs> and then, well, yeah, Monte too. I was another guy, and he would have had a good chance at. Uh, he wouldn't have won. He wouldn't have run. Yeah, he, you can't win that as a bench player. But come on. Yeah, and I mean, there was this, this guy named Luca. I, I, I heard Luca was pretty good. good. <laughs> like I mean, it's but um, you know, it's nice to get votes. Yeah. It's nice to go out there and you know get your votes and and uh, have what you would consider to be a rookie campaign as opposed to, uh this is secretly my my other year. My sophomore. Well, season. yeah, and everybody, you know, I honestly get you another year to be in a rookie sophomore game. You know, they don't call that anymore, yeah. but. You know, right. the Rising Stars game, like, the more chances you get to put your name out there to help your brand, to get noticed nationally, you know, the, the better your team is doing for you. I mean, well, yeah, look at look at, look at what it did for Fareed, right? He, Huge! He rode that performance, yeah, he rode that performance to Olympics, which then he rode to, know, like, a $48 million contract. Yeah, he did all right for himself out of, a, you know, a, a hype game. So, right. it's, it, you know, as a as a player, you want your, if you're going to play seven minutes in a in a playoff game... I don't know if you want to do that or if you want to, like, um, you know, save that for next year. And, and for Bull Bull, I would I would assume he would get into some exhibition games and not into any real games right. on the season, even before the, the playoffs get here. Yeah, that would be my assumption, too, barring something catastrophic. Of well, unless, like unless they tell people that this doesn't affect your rookie status, you know, and right. you can play whoever you need to because we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're changing the rules. They could do right. that. I haven't heard anything about it, but they could. Yeah, I haven't heard anything on that one either. I would think that they wouldn't. Um, I would think but, so too, but, you know, it depends. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, before we take a break, I guess, other than Bull Bull, um, is there anybody else, Gordon, that you're looking at and you're like, this guy can really probably th- – this training camp is an opportunity for him to shine. Michael Porter Jr., except he's not there. So. <laughs> he's not there. And that's kind of the bummer, too. Like, I was going to say, I mean, all the other, like, P.J. Dozier's not there. Yep. Michael Porter Jr. All the guys there. who need the Rocco run, all Chanchar's the guys who not there. need to compete for minutes are not there. Where You know, when you're talking about, you know, trying to keep uh, a ninth man in a rotation or even a tenth man, you know, because normally uh, for a playoffs, you drop it to eight. Um, they may not be able to do that just because guys aren't in regular season shape just yet. So you may wind right. up with 10-man rotations earlier in the playoffs and then start shortening it as you get further in the playoffs. Right. Um, but the guys that you want are you, – you want Michael Porter Jr. to make his case for, I am healthy, the ankle is great, I'm bombing from three. I would uh, – you know, you want P.J. Dozier to be like, look, I can handle this backup minutes. You know, Monte's not here, but look at me go. You know, right. those guys aren't there, and they aren't able to make their case. And so, really, you know, all these all these guys, you know, even like Vlaco, it could have made a case. Yeah. And Vlaco's not there. Instead so you have all these. Tyler Cook. <laughs> I don't know that Tyler Cook could make a case, but, you know, anything's <laughs> possible. You still want to get minutes, man. You want to get seen by eyeballs, especially right. guys who are fighting, you know, for contracts. Like, it's not well, as bad for actually, PJ Dozier because he just got his deal finally. I'm just I'm, I'm like I'm not actually really joking that much like this is a big moment for Tyler Cook like yeah. this is an extra training camp preseason that he's going to get to try and earn a contract with somebody probably not with the Nuggets but, but like well, who, knows, I mean, it, who was the guy that um, signed out of summer camp uh, summer league with um, the Nuggets had him on their summer league thing and he got um, in one game and then got signed. 
I'm sure, it's not Kenrich Williams, right? Is that, is that no, that was the previous year. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I don't. You're right. There was a guy, and I, I can't remember who it was. Um, good shooter. Um, hmm. Terrence. Is it Terrence Williams? I don't know. No, I don't think it's Terrence Williams. I I don't know. Um, what man? What I'm saying is, you any any time you can get eyeballs, anytime you can get film, anytime a guy can give you a recommendation, you want in there. You want that wreck. And right now, the guy who's getting that wreck is Ball Ball. Now, of course, that hurts the Nuggets because now everybody's going to want to trade for Ball Ball, and they're not going to trade him. You know, no. but it's right now you want your guys to be talked about well. You want to be able to hype your players. You want to be able to get them familiar with your system, especially if you've made any changes. You know, and we don't necessarily know what is being implemented by Malone for the playoffs. Like, they're not going to do a full change for the way Houston did. <laughs> but there no, are wrinkles. But... And right now you can't put in wrinkles because half your team isn't here. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you're and you're, you're making it work. with You're, you're using guys uh, who are probably not going to play at all. Guys like a Tyler Cook. I mean, Tyler Cook's out there probably running around getting, getting minutes in these practices, you know, and, and getting a lot of burn. And he's a guy who's probably not going to be on your roster when this thing is done. Correct. So. And I'm happy for him. Like, I want him to be seen. And I'm sure that because he got a good look, he'll get a good recommendation, you know, right. if anybody comes calling. But you're going to get um, – uh, there are other opportunities for other guys that they could have had. Yep. Um, and they're not getting them. Um, and that's, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. That's there's not, not a lot you can do in a pandemic to be like, well, too bad, so sad. I got it. You didn't. There were some things some of these guys could have done. Right. <laughs> yeah. Particularly Monte Morrison, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, who, who are hurting their, and I, I feel especially bad for Monte who, you know, was very bad in last year's playoffs, hit his rookie wall right. at just the inopportune time, and is looking for redemption, and he's not there to make his case. Yep, and now he's got to fight back again, and, and we're still seeing, because again, another guy, I mean, just like we said, we're, we haven't heard anything about a week on, on MPJ. It's the same thing with Monty Morris. Yep. We heard he was waiting for his test results, and he has been radio silent, so I don't know it. how long this is going. Yeah. Like, uh, we haven't heard if he's, you know, showing symptoms or if this is... You know, simply a, a quarantine where we just waited out, you know, asymptomatic. Like, as far as I know, everybody's good to go and we're just waiting the clock out. Right. But we don't know how long that clock is. And so you just keep waiting. You keep waiting for negative tests. You keep waiting for, you know, them to be allowed into the bubble so that they can start this process. And really, the, the reason I guess I don't feel like the Nuggets are ready to hit the ground running is because there are key guys who should be rotation guys who aren't there. Right. You know, like the Nuggets have their their core. Like, I guess now that Gary Harris is finally going to be there, it'll be their core. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I I, I mean, Monty Morris might kind of be, in my eyes, sort of part of that core as well. So I think he's kind of the one that you're still missing. Yep. Um, Well, especially especially from a point guard position, man. Like, you you don't have have your backup point guard, and you don't, your, your, your bench point guard, you don't have your backup point guard either. Right. Yeah. You've got your your flat out last like your one hundred percent break glass in case of emergency. <laughs> yeah, Will yeah. everyone else <laughs> has been gunned down by zombies, and you know right. it is now time. We're like, all right, we're just gonna give it to Will. There's nothing else we can do. And again, um, I, I love Will, but you don't want him to be running your point. Like, yeah, that's it's not using him at, at his like best. Like he can do it, you, and you can survive with it, but it's not maximum. That is not how you want to go into playoffs. Is hey, Will, I'm gonna need you to be point guard for the bench. Right. Best right. of luck to you. I know you haven't done that in a year and a half. Right. Yeah, it's um. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna be interesting to see if these guys can get 
integrated in time. All right, we will, uh, let's hit a break. And then when we come back, let's talk about these actual exhibition games coming up. The Washington Wizards are here on Wednesday. So in the afternoon, right even. Yeah. In the afternoon, yeah, midday. All right, it's a matinee basketball game. We've all been there. When the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest, that's when disaster strikes. The last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business. Maybe your light suddenly won't turn on, or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service changed before you can close out on a property you're selling. Heck, maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family-owned and operated business that serves the front range, and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate, and he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. Gosh, and Gordon Gross on the Pickaxe podcast. We spent the first half of the show talking about what's been going on down there in the bubble in training camp. Guys slowly starting to trickle in. Will they get integrated in time? Time is almost out because the Nuggets have a game on Wednesday against the Washington Wizards. Like we were saying right before the break, it's a it's a matinee game. What time is that game at now? At 3.30 Eastern, I think, so 1.30 here. One thirty-ish. Uh, like I'm sure that the I'm sure the times yeah. aren't accurate either. I mean, if if any of these interviews, like you know, that we that have been happening in the bubble, or an indication time is not a constant uh, in Orlando. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know if that's that's an NBA issue that we're having down there right now, or just uh, might be might be solely to our Denver Nuggets. There, they might be a little bit slow getting to the Zoom conference call. I, I can't um, believe it's not their most important, like you know, obligation to fulfill. <laughs> Come on. I mean, let's be honest. This is this is Malone's uh, forte. You always wonder, especially after always like a tough loss. You wonder, like, all right, how long are we gonna be waiting out here? Because it could be a while before Malone finally comes out. Right. Yeah, it's um, it's gonna be uh interesting to see how they do with the the time frames there and what would be more of a um lax environment what i mean Um, when you watch summer league games like they don't start on time they start when the last team is done right you know and i don't know how serious they're going to be about calling fouls i don't know how serious they're going to be about you know any number of things you know you're dropping into 40 minutes and you're playing an exhibition game but you know you don't have crowd noise you you have commercials i assume 
maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, it's I guess. part of your reason for playing again is to, you know, charge people for watching. So you want to charge your advertisers. Yeah, right. I guess, I guess yeah, on the skirmishes, I guess I just don't know how that really works. Do you guess? I mean, I guess you just cut to a break. Right? Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, they're going to just, just call timeouts. Like, they just have TV timeouts just like you normally would. Because right. you also want your guys to get in the habit of that. Because you're trying to acclimate them to how it's going to feel to play in the bubble without fans. And so everything else you want to be kind of normal. Yeah. So yeah, I, they, sure. they're definitely going to have TV timeouts. They're definitely going to have – they'll probably have instant replay reviews and whatever because you just want guys to get used to here's what, how we play. Here's how this is going to go. You know, here's what your new normal is going to feel like for the next couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, it's um... – and 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 that and that's maybe the best thing to accomplish with these exhibition games, right? Is like just this is not so much adjusting. I mean, part of it is adjusting your body back to playing basketball at full speed game, but also part of it, yeah, is it going to be adjusting to playing games in the bubble, right. playing in the ballroom? Um, yeah, which I don't know if those are if that's where they're actually going to play or if it's uh, those are just their practice. As far courts. as I know, that's just a practice course. They just had to have enough of them. Yeah, so that they could get guys going at the... Right. Uh, They've got an actual basketball court there. Right, yeah. That I would imagine they're going to actually play games on. Because nobody's happening concurrently. Like, nobody... They're not playing two games at the same time. Otherwise, that would have been... I was wondering if they were going to do that, right? And it'd be kind of like back in the, you know, in the high school days. Or not even high school, like the middle school days. When you'd be... You go to your, like, your basketball tournament. And they'd be like four different courts yep. going at the same time. Yep. <laughs> and you hear the whistle and you're like, wait, was that our game or was that the game? Yeah, what's time? happening right now? When you hear some cheering and you're like, well, that's cheering for me, so. <laughs> I always wonder. I was like, I was wondering if they were going to do that. It kind of looked like that when we first started seeing it. Well, I thought they might do it like oh. they do in Vegas where you have multiple courts in Vegas. Um, But it, it looks like they're just going right. to do it. Like that's why they're having games in the afternoon and the evening and the whatever. Right, which again it goes back to what you were saying. They're trying to get as many. They're trying to milk as much advertising out of this. Yeah, as yeah, possible, it's going to be so. day long affairs, and I'm fine with that. It's just uh, NBA players are creatures of rhythm. Like games yeah. start at a certain time. That's why guys get mad when their game time gets moved from seven to eight thirty for a national game or whatever. Yeah, you know, um, or you're you're flying to a different coast to do an early early game. You're like, dude, this is six p.m., but my body clock thinks it's three p.m. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, and and again, that's a, another great thing for these exhibition games. Yeah, you gotta get like used they're... to playing it all times of day, man. Like, you don't, you know, normally you have a rhythm. You get up in the morning, you do something, you have the breakfast, you get on the bus, you go to the thing, you right. do your stretching, you, you do your shoot around, yeah. you, and now it's gonna be like, whoop, it's not a.m. Grab some <laughs> grapefruits, get in the, right, get in the car, let's go. Game time ten thirty. Get in the get in the golf cart or, or well, do you think they'll ride the uh, what is it called the the monorail? Whatever the monorail is, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> even know how they're getting around, man. And it's because you're trapped. The bubble is not the whole. Right, it's not the whole park. No, they opened up the park, right? Yeah. For, uh, for, yeah. yeah, they're 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 uh, experimenting. <laughs> they're trying to see Florida. how much of the zombie play they can do, really. Yeah, that's that's a whole other topic, but yeah, I don't I don't know how they're getting around either. But yeah, the point being, I mean, it's I mean they do play these games on occasion, like on a Sunday they would, get, especially when once football season was over, right? You might get a uh, on a Saturday or Sunday you might get a a one thirty tip, right? Um, that wasn't uncommon to happen, particularly that happens if you're on like on the East Coast. Yeah, you know, so, Martin Luther King Day they do they do full day tournaments, you know they do full right? day games. Yep. It's not yep. it's not that it doesn't happen. 
but it's, it, you know, 90% of the year you're it's, playing within an hour yeah, of seven a certain time. Yeah, exactly. You're either playing at 7 or 8.30. That's, yep. I mean, those are when the Nuggets tip, unless they're on the East Coast. But again, it's the same thing. You're still tipping at 7. It's just 5 here. <laughs> right. Um, it's it's, seven it's 5 for at. your body clock. It's 7 for real. Right. So, you know, they they been they should be acclimated over the Eastern time. So it's just more about uh, again, and I don't I don't remember how many but there there's a couple of these games where the Nuggets are going to play um they're going to play during, you know, the the earlier earlier slate. It's something to just be expected, I think, for the Nuggets because they're not, you know, they're not the Lakers, they're not the Clippers, they're not the uh, Right. um I guess I'm trying to think who the, the big teams Well, and we don't even know blocks, how but... all the Nuggets games are going to be played. I love how our entire podcast is just us just talking BS <laughs> right. about. We don't know what the hell's going on. But right. you know, we don't we don't know how many of these things are going to be televised, you know, on on a channel that everyone can watch, for instance. Um I don't know. I I don't think it was ever resolved whether they were all on NBA TV for free or if you have to pay for it. Right, yeah, I know they were on League Pass, but I was like, I don't know that in any way um, that it's not how League Pass always works. Like, I don't know Correct. that Nuggets games aren't going to still be blacked out. Uh, right, we don't know what the blackout trying. restrictions are. Like, this is right. all stuff that we're going to figure out when, you know, come around to Wednesday and we look in on the exhibition ter- tournament and we're like, oh, well, let's see how the Nuggets are doing. <laughs> one thing I'm 100% con- confident of, you will not find the Nuggets games. On Comcast. That is on one. Yeah, Network. we have a certainty. There is, <laughs> there, there are a couple of certainties in life: death, taxes, and Comcast being crap. So, right, that we will know for sure. There will be no altitude. So, I did hear kind of a cool thing that altitude is going to do. Um, at least for these scrimmages, they're, they're not actually going to like announce these games. Right. Um, it's just going to be like like Wingy, uh, Dempsey, Marlowe, and Hastings just kind of like having a roundtable. Right. Uh, and just kind of talking about it. They'll as be talking as the thing like, goes. You know, like the NCAA national championship game, they do that. Like you can you can watch the the broadcast of the NCAA championship uh, national football championship in like eight million different formats. But one of them is like, yeah, you can watch like a bunch of the other college coaches get around and they're just talking about the game as it's going on. And like that's kind of going to be the format, um, at least that we're expecting from altitude, which will be interesting to see. I think it's kind of a cool take. I mean, you again, like like you know, kind of you've been saying, Gordon, why not experiment with some of these stuff things if you're going to be out there if if you're if you're in this totally unique um, circumstance, yeah, do it, do it up. You know, make, make changes. Yeah. Like, have a good time with it. Like, see what, see if you find something you like that works. Like, we don't even know if they're going to play basketball next year, so we don't know yeah, if this yes. is all going to work. It's it's just a thing that's happening. So roll with the flow and, and see what happens. It's their again, like we said, they're, they're they're trying to recuperate some lost revenue. So. Um, and I'm not against it. Like, go get paid for your for your work. You guys are, you know, I'm hoping since Disneyland is open or Disney World is open, you're not, you know, bringing more people necessarily right. to work that wouldn't be there. You're not exposing more people. Well, and the other thing too is they're going. I mean, the NBA is by far going above and beyond. You know, it's oh, like yeah. what Greg Popovich said. He said, like, this is probably the safest place for me to be is in here because like everything is so controlled. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, what, what was it? Uh, was it Rashawn Holmes walked ten feet outside the bubble to pick up it, like some takeout food, and they they immediately like locked him down yep. right, for like a ten day quarantine. Or they were like, "Well, now, not so. for you." He's like, "But I just," and they're like, "Well, don't do that." <laughs> yeah, they said, we're not joking. Yeah, so I mean, um, they're they're doing a good job, I guess, of 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 making it as safe as they can. It's just gonna be and and for, so far, I don't believe we've had any. I mean, nobody has tested positive once they've got inside the bubble, so. 
Well, and again, they shouldn't. Like, no. like that's. I mean, if they did, yeah. then you have a problem. Yeah, then your then your whole bubble concept kind of it kind of sucks. But yeah, it's the, right now the 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 games are going to go off, and you're hoping that your protections are good, and that once everyone can get into the bubble, you should have no more problems. You can already see why they needed right. a bubble with the number of people who've tested positive outside of the bubble. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Like. Yeah. They they had to do this uh, the way they did. God, it would have been a disaster if they if they hadn't gone the way um, they had about it, particularly with the testing. So, um, you know, yeah. Or like if if they had never just stopped playing, like man, it, it's been quite revealing how many players you know. And since it's not the Nuggets, I mean, there's all kinds of players uh, for all different teams. Oh, yeah. having Struggling. Um, to be able to test positive, right? That was a that was a Shams tweet this week. Was teams were uh, I thought it was just like man. Sometimes sometimes we just can't get out of our own way. Uh, there's the tweet about like teams are wondering what they can do with players who appear to health be healthy but are still testing positive and can't. I'm like well, I think you got to wait because they're still testing. Positive. Yeah, no no like, offense, man, but like just because you look good, is, I mean, what is this? <laughs> Again, it's a zombie quarantine. Like, I don't care if he looks good, he got bit. So you quarantine him until you find out he's not, you know, going to chew your face off. It's the same thing. I just, like, loved it. Like, the uh, these guys are, you know, they're asymptomatic, but uh, they're, you know, they're healthy, but still testing positive. We're like, yeah, that's, that's what the problem what is. That's, in, in fact, means. why we can't <laughs> just stop this in its tracks. Yeah. Right. That's why we have to, uh, that's why we have to quarantine with these sort of things, so. It's um, it was just kind of a funny tweet. All right, here we'll wrap it up on this, I guess, which is kind of a thing of a concept. You got three games here uh, before you you start playing, and we we've talked about how this is a rapid ramp up um, to to the season and everything. Yeah, but they were but talking it's... about doing doing like a shorter preseason anyway. They wanted three games for a preseason, so now we're gonna get them right. Right. So would you, as as you approach these three games, Gordon, do you think the team should Coach Malone be more concerned with? getting everybody up to speed and getting the rust off these guys and making sure that they're ready to go uh, on the court and in terms of flowing with each other and playing good basketball? Or is it more like normal preseason, which is like, yeah, there's a little bit of that, but mostly you're just like nobody get hurt and let's get through no, this. No, you're, you're, this is nobody get hurt territory, man. Like, Because you I, do not I have agree. time. <laughs> like you do yeah. not have time to, to get guys back healthy from your shortened rotation. If guys get injured, they need to be like your 14th man. You cannot afford for, you know, twisted ankles and whatever. Right. So even if you're not playing if quite no full speed. goes down, it's fine. Yeah, I just want you to get in playing rhythm. But please do not go 100% and pull a hamstring, Will Barton. Like, we, that's, that's right. not a good plan. Nobody needs that. Right, yeah. I mean, I think what, like, regular preseason is maybe five games long. Yeah, it's usually games, five. Like, so, yeah, it's only a couple games more. Uh, yeah, and one of those games is generally... Uh, generally, you say your starters. Like, you're like, nope. <laughs> yeah, it's just a garbage game that you don't even worry. I mean, what, there's that game like where a couple years ago, Nuggets played Perth. Yep, um, yep, yep. preseason, like, yeah, there's there's always those those games that are just kind of like, all right, we're going to we're gonna kind of try some of these, these figure out. You're not going you're for really... wins in these games. These are not games you know, for win and loss. These are not games to prove your manhood. These are games to be right. like, remember when I threw you this pass that one time? Yeah, I'm throwing it to you again. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, and, it, and it's even like, it's not like a preseason where you've got like three or four guys who you're trying to figure out, okay, who's yeah, going to no make a two-way contract, really. who's, yeah, yep. who's going to make the team. Like, no, like, the, the guys you're going with are the guys you're going with, yep. so. Yeah, um, you have no new free agents, you have no whatever. Right. Like, these guys know what's going on, you know, unless, again, in case of like Tyler Cook emergency, everybody else has been here all year, knows what's happening. You're not going to be playing Bobo in the, 
in the playoffs. So this is my top eight or ten dudes who played together for most of the year are now all healthy, and I want to keep them healthy for the next three games before we start right. playing real games. Right, so I'm going to run them around for like two and a half quarters, yeah. two, two and a half quarters. I might work my way up to three in the last game and then shut them down and we'll, we'll play Bowl Bowl and Tyler Cook and Noah Vonley. Yep. And- That's what I expect. I, I do. I expect yeah. them to use all 15, 17 guys, whatever. To play, I mean, the hard part is right now they're gonna like some guys are gonna they're gonna have to play some rotation guys at the end of the fourth quarter of these games. Oh, yeah. They don't have enough. They don't have enough non-rotation guys out there. Like like I said, you got Bol Bol, yep. you got Noah Vonley, yep. um, and Tyler Cook. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, everybody else is is gonna play. So I mean, especially for Wednesday's game when you probably don't have Gary Harris or Torrey right. Craig. But like, you won't, remember, you're only going forty. So you're going right. 40 plus you're going to get, you know, these guys in for some garbage minutes. So you're going to have to have like Jamal Murray playing just, in the end of the fourth with a bunch of other dudes. Can you just suit up Malone? And, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Can we, can we throw in some other guys right now? <laughs> Coach Bowen? I mean, Ryan Bowen's probably still Ryan Bowen can play. Like, yeah. He's fine. Give him, give him 12 give, Yeah. Give him, give him a quarter. He's fine. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I, I am curious to see particularly how they handle the rotation on Wednesday when they will still be um, probably pretty short in terms of manpower for the game and probably, what, still at least seven guys short. Um, so they'll have ten, so you have like a basic a full NBA rotation. Right. Um, but you have nobody after that. So uh, there won't be an opportunity to – like garbage time will still be – like I said, it, it'll still constitute probably two guys. Will Barton will still probably be playing in garbage time. Will wants to play Will. all the time anyway. Right. Will's always yeah, very proud fun. of the fact that he's like, I don't need no warm-ups. Like, Are they really, <laughs> I play basketball time. every hour of every day. Let's go. They're probably going to play. It's probably going to be Barton, then Cook at the two, like Von Layer Bowl at the three, yep. and the other one at the four, yep. and Plumley at the five. Yep. <laughs> That's what they're going to win. It'll, it'll be a fun – like I said, and, and that's that's enjoyable. Like as long as you guys understand we're playing at 80%, don't get killed. I need you next game. Right. Yep, yep. That's going to be that's gonna be the key. All right, well, we will uh, we will end on that note. We ended on Bull Bull at small forward. What a better – what better way that's, to do hey, it. Hey, look, I, um, I'm looking forward to getting screen grabs of that, making that my avatar, like whatever. <laughs> It's we're hyped to say the least. So make sure you guys are following us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I'm at Zach Mikosh. Gordon is at G Money Nugs. Also at Pickaxe Podcast and at Denver Stiffs. We're over on Instagram at the Denver Stiffs. Also on Facebook and YouTube. So make sure you guys are subscribing to all those places. Also subscribe to the Denver Stiffs Podcast Network. It is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you subscribe. Subscribe to that. You will uh, not only get this show, but also Nuggets Numbers, the Denver Stiff Show, and I believe we should be getting some some dig episodes here. The dig is ramping up to come back yep. for the for the bubble as well. So um, lots of great content there. You guys are if you're subscribed to it, then you will get all that stuff. Well, it's not just the Nuggets who are coming available. back; we're all coming back. That's right. That's right. It is. Uh, it is full bore now. The SB Nation overlords have. <laughs> ordered it so with that said we will talk to you all next week